Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. NBC News Radio, I'm Cameron Fairchild. Dr. Anthony Fauci expresses his belief that one of President-elect Joe Biden's coronavirus goals is achievable. The nation's top infectious disease expert tells NBC's Meet the Press it is possible to accomplish 100 million shots in the first 100 days of the new administration. Heavy security is in place in Washington, D.C. and at state capitals across the country as the countdown to President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration continues. More than 21,000 National Guard troops are already on duty in the nation's capital ahead of Wednesday's inauguration. President-elect Biden promises to cap his busy inauguration day with a flurry of executive actions. Incoming Chief of Staff Ron Klain says rejoining the Paris Climate Accord, reversing travel bans on majority Muslim countries, and halting evictions and foreclosures will be among the first ones Biden signs. All of the measures have been previously announced by the incoming administration. Klain said a broader set of promises will be executed over the following nine days. I'm Matt Mattinson. A top Democrat senator is asking the Internal Revenue Service to investigate groups involved with organizing a rally, which took place just before rioters stormed the halls of Congress. Leslie Bowl reports. Oregon's Ron Wyden wrote to the head of the IRS on Friday, saying some of the groups may have helped incite or facilitate illegal acts. He said those groups could now lose their tax-exempt status if they engaged in illegal activity. Wyden is in line to become the chair of the Finance Committee when Democrats take power. His letter does not name any specific groups. However, one of the organizers of the rally was Turning Point USA, a student-based nonprofit. Another is Women for America First. I'm Cameron Fairchild, NBC News Radio. For several years, KCAA has been marketing the Longevity brand of nutritional and personal care products. Our experience with Longevity has been 100% positive, so we are pleased to recommend them to you. Regarding nutritional supplements, we recommend Pollen Burst in the berry flavor and Tangy Tangerine 2.0 in the tablet form. For regularity issues, we recommend 3-Day Cleanse, and for personal care, we recommend Morning Hydration Cream. You can shop online for Longevity at www.kcaateam.com, or you can order by phone by calling 800-982-3197 and tell customer support that you are part of the KCAA team. Longevity is an American company based in San Diego. Call Longevity at 800-982-3197 and ask about monthly auto ship that allows you to buy Longevity products at wholesale prices. That number again, 800-982-3197.
Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us if you want Viagra at the lowest prices. Never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-357-1583 today to save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-357-1583 to take your call now. Call 800-357-1583. That's 800-357-1583. Again, 800-357-1583. Thank you so much for your endless work to all of the doctors, nurses, first responders, and all putting themselves in harm's way for the benefit of all of us. We continue to pray for your safety and well-being, as well as the patients you care for. This message is from My Tran Shop, family-owned and operated for over 30 years. Bring your foreign or domestic vehicle to My Tran Shop, located at 21891 Alessandro Boulevard in Moreno Valley, or call 951-243-7675. My Tran Shop is encouraging everyone to support local businesses. They're people who care. Hmm. Southern California Edison has helpful info for emergency preparedness. Since the kids are older, we need to update our family plan again. You're right. And let's review it with them so they know what to do. They should know our evacuation plan, meeting place. What to do in a power outage and where the safety kit is. Good thinking. We can write down important phone numbers and put them in the kit. You think of everything. No. I just went to sce.com slash be prepared. A little preparation goes a long way. Now, here's a new concept, digital network advertising, where businesses display your ad inside their building. If a picture's worth a thousand words, your company is going to thrive with digital network advertising. Choose your marketing sites or jump on the DNA system and advertise with all participants. Your business ad or logo is rotated multiple times an hour inside local businesses where people will discover your company. Digital Network Advertising, DNA, a novel way to be seen and remembered. Digital Network Advertising with networks in Redlands and Yucaipa. Call in the 909 area, 222-9293 for introductory pricing. That's 909-222-9293 for Digital Network Advertising. One last time, Digital Network Advertising, 909-222-9293. Groovin',
the mental taping, uh, the interruption of the normal flow of white supremacy thoughts. I'm talking about Martin Luther King's holiday, the birthday. My goodness, how that interrupted America's normal flow. America's normal flow since 1619 has been to deny access to civil rights, access to human thought, access to the brilliance of black folk and what black folk can bring and should bring to the table. Oh, this has been a tragedy that we've been operating under. And, you know, sometimes we dwell in the past discussing it as we go into this historical discussion of Black History Month provides us. Are we going to dwell in the, in the moments and feelings of the past? How much time do I have left? That's my question. Or are we going to use that time that we do have to discuss the past to use it as fuel to go to the future? What's ahead of us? I know what's behind us, but I'll admit there are people standing alongside us who have no idea of what happened behind us, the past. And we do need to educate to explain why we have to move forward with such a passion that passion that simply says we are all here together we all have assets to provide we all have liabilities to set aside we all have a reason to be at the table and expect and hope that everyone else at the table is as prepared as they can be because we have seen last week we have seen the product of ignorance we have seen what takes place when people ignore the facts that are there before them. We have seen what takes place when people just decide to eat the dessert, the good feeling that comes with the lie. Oh, skip the nourishment, the truth. I don't want that part of the meal. Bring me the dessert. I want to feel good. Let me tell me a lie. Who, who will tell me a lie that will make... Oh, Oh my goodness, I have a president. I have someone totally in charge that'll feed my ignorance. Come on, people. Everybody at the table deserves to get a full plate of nourishment. They should not be born into ignorance and have to eat ignorant pie and ignorant pill all day, every day. We as a society, if we want to be civilized, we have to educate first. Everybody born, anybody born, I don't care how they got to your house. If they're in your house, you don't want them to not know what the bathroom is for. Education. We have to educate each other. We have to educate. We could not possibly allow or want to do what was done in Washington, D.C. last week if we knew and understood the truth. Truth is, folks, we have the power to make tomorrow be as strong and great as it is and accessible to everyone who is going to be a benefit to you because of the knowledge they gained? I mean, how much could you pack into your brain by yourself? You gotta depend, you're always depending on other people. Why not, why not be sure that that person, those people that we're depending on have educated themselves to the fullest degree possible about the information that they're supposed to be sharing and using to help propel us forward. So I brought us a couple of guests today who are moving in that direction, and they, you know, they're not all stuck up with that kind of 
stuff that I'm talking, but they're stuck up. Stuck up, you know, because you can get stuck on the wall with with too much philosophical attitude and too much reason to be, and forget to go out and do things. And uh, I, I know that if uh, if I'm going to write a good piece, I probably am gonna have to go stuck on the wall for a while and forget to go out and do something. So about since it. they're not stuck up, they're the ones that are out doing. They're out doing. They're out. Matter of fact, outdoing is a good way to say it. But they are outdoing things. We they're we have, yeah, we have Dolores Simpson. Dolores Simpson. Now she's with a group called Actively Aging. Ooh, that means <laughs> I, I tell you what that means. Not I don't even me. know. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming it means that they're aging while they're you know they're aging wisely and in um. Yeah. We, we're, that means that they're exercising, they're they're actively getting involved as they're getting older instead of, you know, not actively engaging. Like they ain't sitting down just waiting for the time and the clock to spin. I'm going to get old tomorrow as opposed, yes. to, as opposed to, no, you've been getting old yeah, during getting every old moment. So whatever you're doing about waiting for something you might want to uh hop on that and get busy get busy get those thoughts moving i bet you that's what i'm thinking you know active in the brain active physically she mentally, has emotionally. she has it's a it's a physically active uh kind of thing that they do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i wonder if they lean too well i'll tell you what they may probably be able to do it They're longer and better if they were base, huh? yeah oh my uh, mic not on mm -hmm. Oops, I hope they could hear me. Oh, Tammy, they, you don't need a microphone. I don't need a microphone. <laughs> but if <laughs> I don't need a mic. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna mic get to check, talk to Dolores check. later. Our our other guest is, is Mr. Clifton Harris. Mm. Now Cliff is Cliff is a man, he's a renaissance guy. Uh Cliff is a former Highway Patrol person. Yes, yes. Uh, he also ran for San Bernardino County. Yes, sure. he did. Uh, he is the publisher of the American News, mm -hmm. the son-in-law of a great man in San Bernardino's Who's history, that? Mr. That? Sam Martin. Hey, uh, got my last name. You know, he also has the last name of uh, my mother's family, which my, brings us back to maybe to maybe me, you and I, I might may be, be relatives. You know. I don't know how that could be, but you know, it could be. Yeah, because my family was from Mississippi. Well, so, and you were from Mississippi. And so was Mr. Uh, Sam, Sam Martin. Martin. So we might all be. We may. We need to just throw a party. Well, Wallace. I'll tell you what. You know, not not to regress too much, uh -huh. but if we were walking down Main Street in Macomb, Mississippi, <laughs> oh, in, in Main Street and Newton, oh, in nineteen fifty-two in Mississippi, yes, somebody be telling us to get our butt off the roads where nobody could see us. See, because that's the one oh. thing we all got in common. That Martin name may not conquer, but the flame that your appearance caused in those yes. days. Uh huh. Listen, we have we have since sixteen nineteen our presence, our presence, our presence with the. Tone, color tone, symbolic. Mm. You like you black folk? this back around. Oh ain't no! You? I, what I'm trying to tell you is not back around. It's, it's still same, around. It's okay, I see what you're saying. We sing okay, it. We put on the we put on the same record. I on the good you. side, on the bad mm. side. We can go back. You can call them. You know, we 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 could go back and say, well, George Floyd. And then somebody, some my, my generation, is going to say, well, Emmett Till. And then somebody who's historically inclined yeah. is going to say, Christmas addicts. What? Did you hear what I said? Ooh. Huh? Yes. It's the same bloodline. It's the same. My ancestor, Christmas addicts, mm -hmm. was killed by their 
European Oh, you don't ancestors. have the microphone on, but we going to commercial. I don't have the microphone on. I mean, you, I mean, you don't have oh. this on. Oh, I don't so, have the earphone. Yeah, you don't hear us going to commercial. Uh, we have Mr. Cliff Harris. He's going to be speaking with us <laughs> as we come back. Yes. Um, Cliff, how you doing, buddy? Because ain't no stopping us. Ain't no sure. stopping us now. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen with Miss Tammy Martin Riles. Riling things Riling up. Riling things up. Okay, folks, we'll be right back. But now it seems like things are finally coming around. Medication-assisted treatment, or MAT, is a proven treatment for fentanyl, heroin, opioid painkiller, and prescription pill addiction that significantly reduces the rate of relapse. During the coronavirus pandemic, MAT treatment is still available. Virtual care through telephone, live video, audio, messaging, and other digital tools can help limit your exposure to COVID-19 and get you started on the path to health. Find a treatment option that's right for you at choosemat.org and choose Change California. Publish your legal notice in West Side Story newspaper. For the best service and the best rates, call 909-384-8131. Publishing legal notices in the city and county of San Bernardino since 1990. West Side Story provides friendly expert service. Call 909-384-8131 to benefit from budget-friendly rates. Whether a fictitious business name, a name change, a divorce summons, or any other legal or public notice, call West Side Story newspaper, 909-384-8131. 909-384-8131. That's 909-384-8131. This is Empire Talks Back. I'm Wallace Allen here on the case for truth, justice, with the right information to help improve the situation. And I think we do have a situation this time. Yeah, what's the situation? The situation Wallace? is that um, many of us have feelings of today that seem so intense. Our, our hmm. desire to have something now. Now. And and but if we have a need to have something now, that means we don't have it now, which puts us in a bit of frustration. And then there are those who have been here over a period of time that understand that hmm, planning is. Uh, I'll plan to have what I want tomorrow, today, so that when tomorrow comes, I'll be able to put that stuff together. So all of these things that have been occurring to us, around us, for us since and before 1619, giving the world an opportunity to have a model that shows what can happen when people decide to be free. And what, obviously, you can't have that situation if unless somebody has decided that you're not going to be free. Right. All right. So we're in a, we are in a, a, a reality show. Mm. A reality show that uh, the universe is watching and they are paying attention to the, uh, and it's easier to see the, the oppressed if you make them stand out in terms of the color. So the different color spectrum from black to you know, purple, brown, yellow, all of it to white, we're able to see from a distance how this thing of equality and going to work out with the black and the 
white and the yellow and the brown and mm. all of these colors that God, how are we going to work this thing out and make it get together? Well, may, may, maybe God just intended for us to look at us ourselves as just different uh, shades, but still the same race. And then maybe, you know, if we can go back to that concept of just understanding we're all one human race with just different variations of shades because he didn't want us to be exactly the same and if we really want to see how different we are and this is crazy i was just thinking about mm -hmm. a, about a, a, a Oops. somebody well anyway uh -huh. my gonna... whole my whole point is that wisdom is something that comes over a period of time and i think that i have one of the potentially wisest guests available in the inland empire with mr cliff harris not because he's just old like I am. Oh, well, who's saying you're old? You just um, you just that slipped out. Yeah, it's just that you it, are it fine I was, wine. I was counting years instead of counting yeah. you know, tears. That yeah, you know. Uh, because in, listen, your wine is getting ready to be. You know, we're getting ready to pop the cork. Yes, Cliff, they're about to pop the cork <laughs> on us. <laughs> we're 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 about to be treated as. Fine wine, you know, yes. the, I, I guess that's, that happens occasionally as I go into a market and I see some young folk and they call me OG. <laughs> that happening to you too, Cliff? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it is. Mr. Clifton Harris, publisher of the American News in San Bernardino, a former candidate for San Bernardino County Sheriff, highway patrolman in the past, and a recent, check this out, Tammy, and all you guys talking about, what am I going to do when I retire? I'm going to do this. Cliff retired and went to law school. He just, he just graduated. Well, go ahead, Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> when was your graduation, Cliff? April last year? I graduated April 2020. April 2020. Congratulations to you and congratulations to all of us around you who can benefit from that knowledge and, and aggressive uh, uh, well, you're not overly aggressive, Cliff. You, you, you only went to jail because you worked there. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff, what made you decide to move and get into law enforcement when you decide made that decision? Was it just a job opportunity? Well, or, uh, well, 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 let me make a, a minor, minor correction. Make, I Make two I corrections. One of them is going to be with that telephone. I, I need wanted you to, to be a highway patrolman all my life. Uh, as a kid, I was involved in a serious auto accident. And uh, my sister and I were on our way back from Texas at age 16. And uh, I had a serious auto accident, which the highway patrol responded to. And this guy was so caring uh, for me, an African-American kid. And he came back to see me every day when he came on duty. And he impressed me so much <clears throat> that uh, I said, well, you know, I was on my way back to San Bernardino all the way from Houston, Texas. And uh, I said, if I could be like that as an officer, you know, I'd, I'd always want to be a highway patrolman. Well, to cut the story short, it didn't materialize. I ultimately wind up, wound up becoming a deputy sheriff. And I, I went to the sheriff's department instead. So I spent... Uh, between Riverside and San Bernardino County, all of my law enforcement career between those two departments, mm. the sheriff's department. And so that's that what made me go into law enforcement. I was an explorer scout with San Bernardino Police. And do you, uh, 
So you think that experience uh, without having had that prior desire to be, you know, well, without having had that accident that made you interested in highway patrol, uh, your experience as a explorer, is that a good experience? Is that something we should be pushing our kids toward? Oh, yeah. It was, it, was, uh, it was a turning point for me because living on the west side growing up back in the 60s, I came to San Bernardino in 63 from Texas. And it was not a pleasant experience with most of the guys uh, at that time because there was a, uh, you know, it was a love-hate relationship. You had good officers and bad officers as you do today. But back then, uh, we lived in the projects and we had a uh, not-so-good relationship with, uh, you know, with with the officers. But uh, I... <clears throat> I, I found a way to survive it based, based mostly uh, uh, because of my mother, you know. And uh, Cliff, uh-huh. when, when we say things like we had a bad relationship or not so good relationship with the police in our neighborhood, that suggests that there is some place where you have a good relationship with police in a neighborhood. Can you describe one of those circumstances that you've uh, went? How long were you in law enforcement? Twenty-eight years. Okay, during your twenty-eight years, could you describe one of those arenas where you saw a great or good relationship between the police and black community? Uh, <clears throat> a lot of the times, came because of. Uh, I have to speak for myself. I can't speak for the others. The, the, my, the other police or the other black members of the black community? Uh, probably the other forces. No, let him answer because he's got he's got oh, the no, double. No, he I'm, had I'm the ready. he has he has walked. You know, we know the thing about we wear the mask. You know, he's had to wear more than two masks. You know, at <laughs> home he's had that home mask. He had work mask. The black at home. The black at work mm-hmm. mask. The black at home. And now the COVID mask. But let's go ahead. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, definitely the COVID mask. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cliff. So, no, but going back to that, you know, describing a good relationship between, as you've seen it, uh, between uh, police and and any African-American community. Well, I learned a long time ago, living living in America, just being black is automatic stress in America. And in some of my uh, reading studies, uh, I'll tell you about a, a, a study that was done by an epidemiologist since all of this COVID stuff has been going on, uh, as how it affects us. But as an officer, period, you you get back what you put in. Mm. And I've never had uh, negative feedback uh, from African-American community once I put the time and effort in to give the respect. Mm. And my most positive experience was when I was a high school teacher out at Carter High teaching young people who hated cops. Hmm. Uh, they hated cops when I started teaching, but they loved me uh, because of my attitude, and they hated the school resource officers. Did you, wear, fact, your, did you wear your uniform to work? Sometimes. Well, no. I know it. No, I no, know. No. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> no, no. No. Because at a certain point, Cliff, just like I described the mask, yeah. people put a costume on you. Yes. And because you became who you were, you were probably not to the students. I don't know. Did they call you Officer Harris or did they call you no. Mr. Harris? 
No, they just called me Mr. Hair. Okay, so you had crossed the costume line, in their view, from being a cop like the people they hate to somebody well, who, you know. He I, personalized himself. Well, no, he did the relationship thing, yeah. which is perfect. Yeah. And, and, and the costume changing that you see people do is, from your standpoint in mind, the, mis, mm-hmm. is, as salespeople, is what we want to do. Yeah. I want, regardless of how I present myself and what I'm looking at, I want to identify with you so well that you see me in a friendly form, in a productive form, in a form that's going to be beneficial to you. And Cliff, you were able to make those students see you in that manner, though your goal was to, well, you were representing the police, but your goal was to get these kids to not hate police. And you did right. that. You did that at least with one policeman for sure. And if right. other, and if others followed your example of relationship building, if that was their desire, right. so, you know, sometimes people don't have that desire. Your desire was able to be expressed while you were teaching, but not while you were out policing. Right. I exposed them to the humanistic side of several different law enforcement agencies mm-hmm. because I brought them into the school. And they never met a Secret Service agent. Okay. Mm. They never met an FBI agent. They never met a, a, a police canine unit unless he was chasing them. And, those, and I changed that. And those officers and representatives of the law that you brought in had possibly not had the opportunity to sit quietly with a group of kids that didn't represent a threat. That's right. And that right. that that passed is really our future in in terms of how we have to kind of understand that as salespeople, Mm, we know that if the people already knew the benefits of our product, they've already bought it. So so that's not who we're trying to sell to. Who we're trying to sell to is people who have denied the benefit of our product or haven't been exposed to the benefit of being able to have, uh, you know, somebody with good breaths talking right. to, you know, talk to them. So, right. Um, well, well, a number of those kids had never been to the morgue before to see what we mean when we say drinking and driving. Mm. Mm. I'd take them to the morgue. They had a chance to see what an autopsy looks like. And that ain't pleasant. Yeah, I'm, I, I, my lip turned down on that one. I think I want to go to breaker at that point. Uh, we're going to take us. <laughs> we're talking to we're talking to Mr. Cliff Harris. Cliff is a, a Renaissance man, a, a newly graduate of law school, a, a man of experience and knowledge and wisdom, and he's sharing some time and space with us. And he's going to be part of our regular news setup called Empire News Network where we bring in newsmakers, newsbreakers, and news presenters mm. to discuss our relationships uh, with the actual news of the Inland Empire. We'll be back right after this, continuing with our exploration of the future by exploring the past. We'll be right back. There's been so many things that held us down but now it seems like... This is 1050 AM, KCAA, Loma Linda, and 106.5 FM, Yukaipa. Medication-assisted treatment, or MAT, 
is a proven treatment for fentanyl, heroin, opioid painkiller, and prescription pill addiction that significantly reduces the rate of relapse. During the coronavirus pandemic, MAC treatment is still available. Virtual care through telephone, live video, audio, messaging, and other digital tools can help limit your exposure to COVID-19 and get you started on the path to health. Find a treatment option that's right for you at choosemat.org and choose Change California. Publish your legal notice in West Side Story newspaper. For the best service and the best rates, call 909-384-8131. Publishing legal notices in the city and county of San Bernardino since 1990. West Side Story provides friendly expert service. Call 909-384-8131 to benefit from budget-friendly rates. Whether a fictitious business name, a name change, a divorce summons, or any other legal or public notice, call West Side Story Newspaper, 909-384-8131. 909-384-8131. That's 909-384-8131. been able to flap our wings and fly and that flight pattern that we've been on is one that uh, has benefited a lot of people a lot of a lot of service out of the uh, existence of black folk in America a lot of benefits delivered um, not always appreciated but then again you know when you provide a when you provide a service even if you don't want to, sometimes it takes a generation or two to know what's been going on. But since 1619, our presence, our presence, the presence of black folk in America has been a benefit to America, uh, a, a building block, a emotional block for us to look at, lean on, create the blues and jazz and all of the music in between uh, and the realities of in between. But some people are not uh, able to see the glow that takes place uh, when we look at the history of black folk. And so we're going to discuss and provide that glow, but we're going to use that as a means of showing you how, despite whatever issues may be in front of us, we also have been demonstrated, demonstrating that we, uh, we know how to make lemonade out of lemons. So we were discussing aging uh, because I, we have a guest, Mr. Loris Simpson, yes, who is uh, who is a, with a program called Actively Aging, and so we were discussing potentially what kind of activity people are doing. But the main thing is that everybody is aging. Oh, you turn me down again. Everybody's aging, and as they are aging, they are either conscious of it and working with it, or they're unconscious of it and sitting around waiting for it to come, and they'll look up one day and they'll get ready to jump up off the couch, and they're going to fall on the floor 
because they can't jump no more because the leg muscles don't work no more because oh. they've been using the remote instead of getting up walking over to the TV and having somebody bring them something instead of getting up to go get it in because they're kingly and queenly and old, you know, and everybody old. older, senior uh, citizens, uh. and people want to get along with them and serve and, and, and you know, we take the, what is it, the senior, uh, the senior discount. I'll take the discount. Uh, but at the same time, what are we going to do to, though we're aging, not get, as you say, old? And I appreciate you saying not old. Miss uh, Miss Simpson, how are you today? Good morning. Yes, ma'am, it is. Show. I am fine, thank you. Wonderful. What is Actively Aging Incorporated? Actively Aging is a nonprofit organization that was established in 2014. Uh, we provide services to keep us active while aging, of course, as you mentioned. Everyone should be active, but the interaction among seniors is vital because there's less involvement with others as you get older. Since there's an empty nest, your kids mm -hmm. have moved out of the home, and so you're kind of alone. So what Actively Aging uh, decided to do is to bring us together to interact and to provide various services for the older population. How long have you been in existence? Since 2014. Now, so how are you, what were you doing pre-COVID that you are, and how are you operating now with the COVID? Oh, <laughs> well, because it's interactive, we're not doing much activities, basically because of the high potential of us being 55, 60, and older uh, of getting it. We are very limited in what we do interactively. What we provided prior to that was instructional uh, ballroom dancing along with uh, senior activities such as annual fundraiser, mm -hmm. uh, vendors. Uh, we've done uh, 5K walkathons. So, so we're talking today to inspire each other uh, on how to um, get you fired up about presenting some programs that people can watch and get involved in, though they are COVID-restricted. Is that what we want to do? Pretty That's much. what I want to do. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to sit here and, and you know, discuss which wonderful programs that we can no longer provide to people because well, of the COVID. Well, I no, no. So, so what I'm saying is I know that people are selling junk and goofy-woofy and hate-yourself stuff on TV through virtual and so why not be sure that we're helping her know how to sell, feel good, get some exercise, and keep yourself active stuff on virtual as well. Are you doing some of that, Dolores? Yes, I am. I'm, I'm pretty active. I still get out. No, I mean in terms of what you're providing with your actively aging. Since no, we're not, not being able to step do step dance together, right? Right, okay. so urban ballroom. Right. No, we're yeah. not. Yeah, and so we're not doing ballroom well, dancing now. Well, let me let me ask a question. Okay. Okay, because I know we we all talk about this physicality, being somewhere physically, but you know we can still interact virtually and still do the same things. Well, I think some of the first things that we saw on TV were exercise programs. 
Well, yeah. And then, but what I'm saying, it's not just the program, Wallace, of what I'm saying. Well, no, I'm We're, No, no, no. But what go, I'm go. saying, physicality, they were able to get together. But you can still get together virtually on Zoom where you can physically see that's each other. That's what we are suggesting and, yes. and wanting to help her do. Yes. Because that's what... See, see, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah. I don't really, I'm not a good teacher. Tammy's a great teacher, so it may take a while for everybody to pick up on what I'm saying. So but what I'm saying is this: Dolores Simpson, you have a great program, actively aging, designed to keep seniors busy. And in the past, that busy has been accommodated by bringing them together. And we are, since we know that we're talking to aging people. We know that we don't always jump on the, the new stuff. So we're going to ask how we can help you get actively aging more involved with um, the people that we can bring on TV or put you, get you virtually involved. Is that something that you'd be interested in doing? Very much so. Ah, okay. The help station is in line. That's what I want to do. Improve. That's what we want to do. All right, that's what our nonprofit group, the Improve Association, is involved with black-owned businesses, Bob. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we want to do as Improve is help you as a business improve. So discussing this on the radio is better than a commercial because a commercial would only blah, blah, blah. But an active agreement to do something gives us a chance to show people that we can help. And we want to dedicate a portion of the show to helping people. So, Mr. Laura Simpson, we are going to be talking with you about setting up some virtual activities for you. We may even put you on TV. I think we'll do that on Bach TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are, we're trying to uh, we're trying to do that. We're starting our service of people. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We, we want to serve from that direction. So, since you you are anxiously. You are agreeing. You would like to get virtual activity. Well, let me ask her something. Yeah. Uh, the seniors that you're working with, because you might need to do a survey and make calls to see how... Um, yeah, we're going to go straight to some senior centers to give them some reason to participate and watch no, no, the no, no, show. No, what I'm saying, I know. No, no, what I'm saying is this. If you want to get the audience that you want mm -hmm, actively mm -hmm, going, you're going to mm -hmm. have to call and survey them to see what devices do they have. Mm-hmm. And so whether and it's only a cell phone, whether it's a computer, what do they have? Because it see, is I those you, Tammy, that... Tammy's, see, Tammy is exactly <laughs> the right person that we need to help yep. us do this stuff because she knows how to do it. I just know how to beg. Tammy knows how to specifically <laughs> target technical aspects to make things happen. God knows we're on the right track. So we are making improvement. We are going to talk to you, Dolores. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. May I talk to you later after the show? And we're going to make arrangements to follow through mm -hmm. you with the Improve Association and our Bob Connection. We are going to do what our name says, yeah. improve, okay? Great. Hey. I appreciate Okay. I love it. I like that. Good job. Uh, we're also going to get our, our good friend Cliff Harris <laughs> to help us improve. <laughs> Cliff, how do you like that? How you like what we just did there? Is that that's kind of, that's that's a little bit closer to what we need, isn't it? I mean, you know, we can we we can talk to people and point out their inadequacies. We can say this, that, and the other. And how many times have we gone into uh, 
a restaurant, loved the food, and you know left that a little tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, and yeah. didn't love the food, and and instead of telling the people how we yeah. could help them out, we, we got on blast negative, huh? and told people, oh, oh. "I don't go there no more." Right. Right. So oh. we want we want to help change attitudes mm-hmm. and, and by okay. not pointing things out necessarily, but by by how we do them. Um, Cliff. Yes. Newspapers. You know, you publish a newspaper, uh, I publish a newspaper. The first newspapers in America were, and I guess all newspapers as I look at it, were had, had a, uh, an agenda. Uh, we we want to be demonstrating both sides of something, but usually when we demonstrate both sides, we show the, what we call the bad side and what we call the good side. Uh, the first papers that came out certainly were not there to protect black people. They were there to protect property owners mm-hmm. and their relationship with their property. Yeah, uh, that's the capitalist capitalistic system. That's what we we are a business. Our mm-hmm. nation is yeah. a business. So right. that uh, our police activity was such to do that in the newspapers in order to make money we've all had to sell advertising or be use the paper to promote those things that did provide us with a livelihood and securing the slave for the i mean that was an economic statement so Mm -hmm. black newspapers did not serve that purpose which meant their service was a lot more based on general survival information information mm-hmm. to to build up the self-esteem of their readership and to attract that readership based on that. And uh, I generally I operate without too much economic support. Right. Uh, except for the stars. You know, you get the big star papers that do that. How are things going with your paper? How uh, are you, how can we help you serve people better with the paper? Uh, and what are some of the major things that you're covering with the paper? Because I know you, Cliff Harris, are also an investigative reporter. That makes you a little... Well, well I, I have really been involved with some major cases because I am a licensed private investigator. Major cases. I want you to pick one. We're going to take a break. When you come back, I want you to give us an example of the kind of stuff okay. that you're involved okay. with, uh, not just uh, locally, but... You've had some national impact. We'll be right back talking to Mr. Cliff Harris, publisher of the American News, uh, fresh out of law school. We'll be right back. There's been so many things that held us down. But now with medication-assisted treatment, or MAT, is a proven treatment for fentanyl, heroin, opioid painkiller, and prescription pill addiction that significantly reduces the rate of relapse. During the coronavirus pandemic, MAT treatment is still available. Virtual care through telephone, live video, audio, messaging, and other digital tools can help limit your exposure to COVID-19 and get you started on the path to health. Find a treatment option that's right for you at choosemat.org and choose Change California. Publish your legal notice in West Side Story newspaper. For the best service and the best rates, call 909-384-8131. Publishing legal notices in the city and county of San Bernardino since 1990. West Side Story provides friendly expert service. Call 909-384-8131 to benefit from budget-friendly rates. Whether a fictitious business name, 
a name change, a divorce summons, or any other legal or public notice, call West Side Story Newspaper, 909-384-8131. 909-384-8131. That's 909-384-8131. This is Empire Talks Back. Like I'm that. Wallace Allen. We are talking with, well, we have uh, Dolores Simpson. Uh, she is our actively aging incorporated partner that we're going to be working with to help bring her activities to you virtually. We have Mr. Cliff Harris, the publisher of the American News, former candidate of San Bernardino County Sheriff, peace officer for some 28 years, and a recent April of last year. That's, I call it fresh. I mean, that's fresh to mm-hmm. me. It hasn't been a year. Uh, after you graduate from law school, you got to spend six months just celebrating. Six. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, so what do you do? Mm-hmm. But Cliff, beyond that, prior to, and even, I, I, we're going to ask you to tell us why you went to law school, but I got I to gotta say I know. But at the same time, you are an investigative reporter. I, I, there's yeah. two, there's at least two good ones in the area, uh, and you are one of the two that mm-hmm. I have high respect for. Um, and we're going to get Mark in here one day, too, because uh, big-time respect for him and a certain amount of fear. Uh, <laughs> 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 but what kind of – what? tell us about – Cliff, you've worked on several cases. You've investigated a lot of things, and, and many of them have not come to fruition legally. Uh, cases that are out there, but pick something that you'd like to share with us and talk to us about it. Well, the the one that, that stands out in my mind uh, wound up in federal court uh, in front of uh, federal judge Andre Barat, who's an alumni uh, that I went to the same law school, uh, Pepperdine. Mm. And he uh, called San Bernardino County way back when because of things that were going on all the shootings and things going on out here, uh, cesspool. And he was a U.S. attorney at the time. He didn't call him that as a judge. But we had a shooting out in uh, Barstow at the El Rancho Motel involving a young man named Nathaniel Pickett. Nathaniel Pickett was a 29-year-old African-American young man who, and for the for the in the in the interest of time, uh, was shot and killed by a deputy sheriff who was driving through the city of Barstow and happened to notice uh, him walking across the street in the crosswalk on a green light holding uh, soda water, so, soda drink, and, and, and some uh, Skittles or something of that nature. And he decided he didn't like the way he looked at him. This is his testimony in federal court the deputy, and he went and said he looked suspicious and he thought he was high and, and all of the usual things. Anybody got nerve enough to look at the police more than five seconds must be high. Mm. Yeah. Get that nothing. And, okay, and that, go ahead. That was used as his probable cause to stop the kid. Anyway, and, the kid, the kid wound and up. He here. wasn't the only one because they, he used it as probable cause because that was an acceptable yeah, I mean he yeah. he didn't just go with that for the first time. 
That was yeah. an acceptable excuse for stopping black folks. Probable yeah. cause. Well, he's out here, and I probably ought to stop him. Yeah. Okay. He oh. he uh, went. He accosted the kid. The kid said, "All I'm trying to do is go to my room." The kid was not under the influence of anything. He he was just trying to go to his room. He was he wound up being shot twice, beaten and handcuffed after he was shot, and then they let his body stay out, deteriorate, and then they took him to Riverside County Moore, and the mother, who's a lieutenant colonel or colonel in the military, uh, lieutenant colonel, retired rather, his dad's a retired lieutenant colonel, his mother's a colonel, they're not together, but they came together for the sake of their son. And the end result was in March of after all the investigation, I was hired by the family as their investigator, and the uh, the, the 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 attorneys uh, Cheryl Sharon Brunner and Jim Terrell, the attorney team that I was working with uh, in federal court, wound up getting a settlement of thirty three and a half million dollars by from the jury. Mm. That mm. was the largest settlement ever in the United States. Mm. That case stands out to me. Not because of that, but because there have been so many since then in San Bernardino County. And that one that like that could be the largest settlement in the nation. Yeah. And somehow that young man's name is not fresh on people's right. memory. And, and there's no accountability, yeah. no accountability at all. So that's part of the cascade of activities that were identified and some level of courtroom justice uh, could be marked. But since 1619, there have been certainly more cases that were not identified, yeah. were not paid attention to. And that's, right. uh, that's the echo. So with that ongoing experience of being a enforcement, law enforcement, and journalist, uh, you went to law school. <laughs> what, went, what, made law you, school. what made you decide? What was the final straw? What was the, the well, push that made you go to law school? Well, I've, I've seen so many. Uh, I, I have a case right now involving a senior citizen, African-American lady, went in the bank. They took $10,000 cash from her right before her eyes that never was deposited. And she spent two months trying to recover her money. What? So, yeah. Yes. And so I'm fighting for her to get her money back as we speak. She presented $10,000 at the window. At the window. It was counted by a teller. She was African-American. She got a receipt? No, no, no. She didn't get a receipt. She had two or three transactions to conduct. Ah. Uh, the teller did, you know how a, 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 uh, a person with fast hands can, can do things to you and take your money. Okay, let's lay the money over here, cover it up, and it's out of sight, out of mind. And then we'll conduct these other transactions. And she's 76 years old. She conducted her other transactions, and he, he distracted her with small talk about other things going on, and she walked away without depositing her money. 
Then they have cameras in there, correct? They have cameras in there. Oh, oh, they would have a camera that would describe that whole thing if she took their $10,000. They should, but the bank, I, I just received a, uh, <clears throat> a email from the bank that says that uh, what happened at the bank is on camera, and I'm supposed to review it with the attorneys on Monday. Yeah. Excellent. So we'll see. We'll see. But this has been going on since August. But see, wow. the, the the thing that's taking place again is as we look at the Miss Simpson and actively aging, the reason we want to keep our people sharp physically yeah. is so that they can yeah. stay a little sharper mentally. Mm -hmm. We all benefit from having smart people around us. Uh, that that's uh, that's amazing, Cliff. As you pick that up, is that a, is are you taking cases at this point too? Are you are you yes. taking you are taking clients for yes, investigative but I, purposes? But, for, but, for, I, but I have to be selective because I've I've become inundated with some. I'm I'm taking cases involving schools because there are so many federal violations taking place in our schools. Uh, kids' rights are being violated yep. constitutionally. I mean, there's just there's just so many. Cliff, uh, Cliff let, let yeah. me a, let me ask a question to a, a a businessman who just graduated from law school and who is not planning to practice law, uh, who's not planning at this point to practice law. As no. we look at as 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 we look at <laughs> look at all of these cases that where people have been. Well, actually, there, there's some money at the end of the rainbow if you can win a case for them. For a organization, the, a social justice organization, uh, is it is it uh, feasible? Is it uh, legitimate to look at forming a legal organization to represent people who have been wronged? socially and who seeking social justice also has the potential of a cash benefit. Uh, is that a legitimate business to go into and as a public service? Because I, I just think that if, if you can make, if people can make money uh, f uh, because of car accidents, we certainly ought to be able to get them paid for social injustices, uh, both uh, of a civic nature and of a criminal nature, and that that organization should be able to flout its successes enough to make people fearful of moving toward executing civil rights violations against people based on their color. I know we've got the ACLU, uh, we've got organizations, but I, I don't see those organizations putting money back into the community as a result of having won a case and shared some of the, uh, of the spoils of, of that case. Your response? Can I respond to after Cliff for that? Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dolores, real quick. We only got a couple minutes. Sure. I, well, I, I'm sorry to take up any time. I'm preparing for the bar, Cliff, now to take it next month. Wow. Ah, oh. look at here. Look what we got. Look what we got. <laughs> no. Look what we got. Okay, yeah. that's enough. Dolores, that's enough. You said enough. Dolores, you said enough. We don't have enough time. But that okay, loads sorry. up my cart. Checkout time.
Okay, we're going to check out. Folks, you had a great show today and a chance to hear Mrs. Lois Simpson. I had no idea we were going to buddy up and get married with her today, but we did, and we're going to make it official. Cliff Harris, uh, you may you may be, I don't know, as a, as a new lawyer, you may be the one to, uh, to do the services, to uh, conduct the ceremony. This is Empire Talks Back. I've been here with Tammy Martin-Riles all morning, and she hasn't riled me up. We'll have to make her work harder bit, next week. We'll be back next week under two circumstances. One, if the good Lord's willing to, if the creek don't rise. God bless you guys. Hey, I don't care how dark it is out there. The sun is going to rise, and we're going to be there with our progress and our program, and we're going to be stepping forward under the great power given to us by God Almighty. God bless you. See you later. Thank you. God bless you as well. Thank you for having me. FM, and now 102.3 FM. NBC News Radio, I'm Cameron